My personal goal during the holidays is to commit to at least one mile of walking or running every single day. Now, maybe you're thinking, that doesn't seem like very much. To me, it is the perfect number. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. I'm your hostess, Kim Peek. I am a running and triathlon coach, a group fitness instructor, a breast cancer exercise specialist, and a functional aging specialist. Basically, I am crazy about fitness and the ways it benefits all of us. I was not happy with just a weekend certification course, which is what a lot of certifications end up being. I am fascinated and curious about fitness. And I'm constantly learning and studying, reading research, and learning from the best in the health and fitness industry. I use the time in this podcast to help all of you with strategies that will help you power up your performance. Whether that's family, work, fitness, nutrition, relationships, hydration, sleep, all of these things come together to make us happy, healthy, and strong. And so it's my goal with Power Up Your Performance to give you information, tips, tricks, strategies to help you have the best life possible. On Thanksgiving Day, I am launching Booties and Burpees, my holiday challenge. I did this last year and I had over 500 of you participate and I was so excited that we had such great participation And I loved that challenge and all of the ways that I saw people increase their strength and make some really great healthy life changes. So today I am going to talk about the challenge and I'm also giving you some tips to help you finish 2018 happy and healthy. Whether you're working out with me or doing your own thing or even working with another coach, I know that I am not for everybody, but I do think that the ideas in this podcast are going to be a great starting point for many of you. If you haven't signed up for my challenge yet, go over to www.crushingmygoals.com and click on the blue button that says booties and burpees. It's in that picture at the top of the page. This challenge is free and you'll get exercises and tips to help you stay on track or to start a new fitness routine before the calendar flips to 2019. I know, I know, once January hits, everybody's all about New Year's resolutions. And I have never been a super big New Year's resolution fan. I'm kind of a a word fan. Last year, I did this really fun, I thought, fun challenge where I had all of my clients pick a word that they wanted to focus focus on for all of 2018. My word was champion. And that was because I wanted to help people learn to think, feel, live, and perform like champions. And so one of the things I did this year was launch this podcast so that I could continue with that effort to help people learn how to think feel, perform, train, live like champions. 
Now, before you tune out and decide that my booties and burpees challenge is too advanced or too scary, I want you just to settle down, take a deep breath, and listen to what I have to say about this. Every time we commit to making a life change, it's a little bit scary, right? Whether you're choosing a college or changing jobs or even committing to a bucket list item like running a marathon or a half marathon, there's always a little bit of fear there. Will it be too hard? Will I be able to do it? Will I succeed? And maybe even you're worried that somebody might laugh at you or not support you in your goal. But if you're here listening, I am going to help you be successful. Hopefully, you're about to embark on the Booties and Burpees holiday challenge with me. And if you're feeling a little uneasy about it, know that what you're feeling is normal. Second, know that in Booties and Burpees, we start small. The first week, I'm going to get you used to the idea of moving every day. Using the concept I introduced a few podcasts ago, the power of one minute. You are going to choose your starting place. If you haven't moved in months or years, maybe your goal is to just start a habit one minute at a time. If you've been, use, if you've been moving for years, maybe your week one goal is to use that one minute to add an extra plank into your day or to make a point of moving one minute one time each hour. I'm sure you've heard all of the research and all of the news stories talking about how we're learning more and more about how important exercise is to our bodies. You've probably heard that people are calling sitting the new smoking, which I'm not really sure is fair because we know smoking does horrible things to our lungs and it causes cancer. And So I don't know that that's really a great comparison, but I do believe that sitting is a major health threat. So if you have been, if you have a job where you sit a lot, maybe your goal is just to get up once an hour and start moving, to incorporate more movement into your day, into your life, however you go about it. But you're going to choose your starting point. You know what your life is like. I don't know that. So that's the first thing. And I have a guide that you'll get during week one of the Booties and Burpees Challenge that will help you set your goals and help you stay on track. My next point, no one is going to force you to move. You're choosing how much you do and where you start. I want this to be something that challenges you but not something that's so overwhelming that you dread it each day. You know what happens if you have this big, giant goal that seems overwhelming. Think about maybe when you had to write a term paper or if somebody told you you were going to have to write a whole book or landscape your whole yard or whatever this thing might be. Clean your whole closet out, whatever it is. It sounds overwhelming at first. But when you break it down into smaller pieces, it suddenly becomes manageable. So that's what we're going to do with booties and burpees too. Just like when you go to train for a marathon, nobody is able to run 26.2 miles on day one. But when you add up a mile 
and then two miles and then three miles. And you layer all of those days and weeks and months of effort on, suddenly you're stronger and more capable and more confident. And you've slowly layered on those skills and that endurance, and it's not so overwhelming anymore. So that's what we're going to do with booties and burpees. No one will force you to move. You choose how much you do and you choose where you start. And I want this to be something that challenges you, but not something, like I said, that's so overwhelming that you dread it each day, which leads me to the most important point of all. 90% of any goal is the words that you tell yourself and the way you set your environment up for success. And that's why this year, Booties and Burpees is actually called Booties, Burpees, and Brains. We will incorporate some mindset training each week. Now, you might be thinking, I'm a hardcore athlete. I don't need that brain training. Or maybe you're like, I have a big half marathon plan scheduled for the spring. I've got this. And, And that's great. Believing in yourself is a huge, huge part of this. But I can't even tell you how many times I've come across people who set a big goal like a destination race, and then they bail on it when times get hard. You have to really, really want it. And you need to know why it's important to you. And if you don't do the work to figure out why that goal is important to you, the first time you face a challenge, you are more likely to cave in or quit. A spring half marathon in many parts of the country means that you are going to be training in cold, below zero temperatures, in the snow. Maybe you'll be running on the treadmill. It also means training through cold and flu season. Do you have a plan for running when it's icy and cold outside? Do you have a plan for training after you've had the cold or the flu and it knocks you on your butt? I've mentioned this in multiple podcasts before, but this is something that happened to one of my groups last year. Every single person in one of my groups got the flu. And it was a horrible flu season last year. It knocked them on their butts. And a lot of them had trouble recovering from this big setback. So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to come up with a plan. So if you have a setback, you know how you're going to make your comeback. We thrive on routine. And once you get into a routine, it gets easier and easier to work exercise into your day. But so back to the situation I mentioned just a few minutes ago. What if you do get a terrible, horrible cold or the flu? I don't recommend working out through major illnesses. If you have the sniffles, yes, it's fine to work out. It's fine to run. But what if you have a fever or if you've been so sick that you've been in bed because you're body aches and you can hardly stand or you've been throwing up. These are all signs that your body needs rest. Rest, sleep, hydration. These are the most important things you can do for your body in those moments. But that also gets you out of your routine. So what do you do? In Booties and Burpees, we are going to do some of the work so that you have a plan ahead of time because life happens to all of us. You're not a slacker or a loser if you have to stay in bed because you got the flu. You're not a slacker if you have to skip 
a workout or two because it snowed or because your kids don't go to school on this day because of a snow day and it wrecks your schedule. But you do need to have a plan for how you're going to get back on track when these things occur because they will happen. Something is going to knock you off your schedule. So here's just a couple of quick ideas, and I want you to think about what might work for you and to come up with your own plan. Maybe you have a workout buddy who is your accountability partner, and that could be somebody that you walk or run or exercise with, or it could be someone that you meet in our private Facebook group. It could even just be somebody in your life that you text every day to be like, hey, what did you do? Hey, this is what I did. Okay, great job. Keep it up that kind of a conversation. Maybe after an illness or a work trip or a vacation, you go back to that power of one moment concept that I've been talking about and you commit to the baby steps. You work out, you say, I am going to work out just for one minute each day this week. And then the next week, maybe you say, I'm going to work out for one minute at the top of each hour. You come up with what makes sense to you. But the idea is coming up with a strategy and committing to a plan that will help you take those baby steps and get back into your routine as quickly as possible. Maybe you go to your fitness journal and you review your workout and your coaching notes so that you can get in touch with your reason why again. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but I'm going to have you start your own fitness journal And you're going to write notes in it every single day. Even if all you write is how far you walked, how far you ran, what kind of exercises you did, or you write, blah, I wasn't feeling up to it today. Or I did the workout anyway, but I wasn't in the mood. You're going to write notes in your workout journal about what you did and how you felt about it and anything else that comes to mind while you're working out. Or maybe what you do to get back on track when life happens is that you know ahead of time that you're going to work with me and you're going to reach out to me for one-on-one coaching and we'll do a phone call so that we can talk and come up with a plan of some very specific steps that will help you, that work just for you to help you get back on track. Now, all of these ideas are going to be different for everyone, but it is important to have some options for when you just aren't feeling it. It's important to get back on track and stick with whatever that workout routine is. Now, if you have a pen or paper handy, go ahead and grab it. Otherwise, you can jot a few notes in the notepad on your phone. But I want you to think about the next few weeks. What are the challenges you might face? What will you struggle with? We all end up with more things to do in the last month of the year. It's just the nature of the end of the year. We're just busy. There's more parties to attend. Maybe some of those require that we go out and buy some presents, or maybe we have to prepare an appetizer to take with us. That takes time. Maybe you don't feel like you have the right outfit or the shoes to wear for an occasion or a party or the family gathering or the family photos. And that requires a shopping trip. Or if you have a tropical vacation planned and your shorts don't fit, or your swimsuit is falling apart, or if a dog ate your flip-flops, 
So in addition to buying presents for your loved ones, you're now shopping for a new summer wardrobe in the middle of winter. All of these things take time, they take our attention, they add stress, and it can, they can be simple things. Whether it's being tempted by the goodies in the office or the treats at all the parties or having so many late nights that you can't get out of bed to do your workout in the morning, we all feel some sort of stress and temptation during the busy holiday season. And I'm telling you, I am not saying that you even should try. This is not about being perfect. This is about whatever you want it to be. It's about staying on track. It's about getting stronger. It's about starting a routine. It's about whatever you want it to be. But this is also designed to be a really fun challenge. I don't want it to be stressful. I just want you to participate and see if you can use it to have a strong finish to the year, and a great start to the new year. So take a minute, back to that piece of paper, and think about some of the challenges that you're facing right now in this season. After you've had time to jot down all those challenges, circle the one that's the most pressing. What is just really weighing on you the most? What's your biggest concern? And then... Jot down one goal related to that challenge. For me, I know I have to keep exercising throughout the holidays. If I don't, January is going to get here and I am going to be depressed because I will have gained even more weight, but also because I got out of my daily workout habit. And it's harder to get started again anytime you change something about your routine. And I have a race planned for April. And not being someone who is a naturally gifted athlete, I have to work hard just to be able to run. And if I take two or three or four weeks off, it is like starting completely over for me. So my personal goal during the holidays is to commit to at least one mile of walking or running every single day. Now, maybe you're thinking, that doesn't seem like very much. To me, it is the perfect number. It's completely achievable. I know I can crank out one mile even on my most busy day. So it's challenging because I'm going to commit to doing this every single day. And some days that's going to be hard to squeeze in, right? But it's also a realistic goal on days when my world is spinning out of control. So that is the commitment I'm making to myself. One mile of walking or running each day, plus whatever exercises I throw out there for you which might take anywhere from one to 10 minutes, or you can combine those exercises in booties and burpees to create a much longer workout because this is all going to be about building blocks and making it customizable because I want it to fit your lifestyle. Now, if you've been around me much, you know I like my sleep, but there was a time when I almost canceled my gym membership because I didn't think they opened early enough. I wanted to start my workouts at 4.30 in the morning. And their 5 a.m. opening wasn't early enough for me. I was one of those people who would sacrifice sleep in order to get my workouts in. Now, maybe that really is the only time of the day that you can exercise first thing in the morning. And if it is, I would encourage you to find a way to make sure you're going to bed early and getting roughly eight hours of sleep each night. Sleep is important. 
And if you aren't getting enough sleep, it really doesn't matter how much you're exercising because our bodies make those adaptations at rest. And beyond just the workout issues and the workout benefits, your body needs that time to sleep so that your brain is ready to face the challenges that you have in the coming day. Now, before you tell me that you get by great on four or five hours of sleep, I'm going to tell you, yes, I'm telling you, that most adults require seven to nine hours of sleep a night. The National Sleep Foundation spent two years on a study that involved leading scientists and researchers and sleep specialists, and they recommend seven to nine hours a night for adults 18 to 64 and seven to eight hours, so one hour less, for adults 65 plus. If you have a toddler or a preschooler or a kid in school and they're your reason for staying up, this is also interesting news. Toddlers, for toddlers, the sleep range was widened by one hour. They are saying now that toddlers one to two years old need 11 to 14 hours of sleep a night. Your three to five-year-old, your preschooler, 10 to 13 hours of sleep a night. Kids who are six to 13, they are saying nine to 11 hours. And all of this has been increased since the last time we saw sleep study, sleep information recommendations. Teenagers, seven or 14 to 17, they need eight to 10 hours. And like I said, we older adults need seven to nine hours. Do yourself a favor, get your kids in bed, get yourself in bed, get your sleep because it really does help make a world of difference in your fitness, how your body handles stress, how your body handles your nutrition and your weight and your hormones. Sleep is important. It's an important aspect of our entire health, everything about our health, but it's also important when it comes to our happiness. So yes, now I am asking you to exercise and sleep. But before you get too uptight about that, I want you to know that daily exercise is also one of the things that the National Sleep Foundation recommends that will help you sleep better. So your workout helps you sleep better also. Back to making time for exercise though. Do you have time when you wake up? Is there something other than sleep that you can switch around so that you can exercise before work or before you go to school? Can you go to bed earlier so that you can still get your seven to nine hours of sleep, but that you can also exercise? Because then you could get up earlier if you went to bed earlier and you'd still meet both requirements, right? Or what about your lunchtime? Can you squeeze in 10 to 30 minutes over lunch? Because now... The recommendations for exercise have also changed. It used to be that they would recommend that you had to have a full 30 minutes or a full 10 minutes. Now the U.S. government recommendations say that increments smaller than 10 minutes still count. So that leads to my next idea for how you can squeeze in your exercise. Can you do one to five minutes of some sort of cardio or strength workout at the top of each hour during your workout, during your workday? Because remember, again, we, we, it's not good for us to sit. So getting up and walking up and down the stairs, 
walking around the block, walking around your parking lot, instead of emailing or texting your coworker, getting up and walking to their desk, doing squats or single leg deadlifts or wall push-ups. All of these things are a great way that you can incorporate little bursts of exercise, little bursts of strength work into your workday. Can you incorporate exercise while you do the dishes or brush your teeth or watch television? Yeah, maybe it would be silly. Maybe it seems crazy. But if that's your only option, you're helping to get some exercise in. And during booties and burpees, I am going to show you lots of little one-minute exercise options. Because I think that's just such an important way, such a great way to begin to develop your exercise habit. Or if you're one of my runners and you love to run, but you don't like to do your strength work, it's a great way to get in your squats and your single leg deadlifts and your lunges and your crunches and your planks and all the other things that are important. We can come up with a whole list of one minute exercises and you just check them off throughout the day. Again, this is all about you. So I'm going to encourage you to be creative so that you can move more without adding stress to your life. Now, back to that goal that I was having you jot down on the paper. Do you know what it is you want to do? What is your goal for the next 30 or so days? And do you know where you're going to make the time? I want you to jot down any additional details that might be important to your success. Maybe you consider things in your environment or people who are going to put you down, business trips or meetings or school programs that are going to keep you from following through on your commitment. And then go through and for each of those, come up with a plan, come up with a way around that. Figure out how you're going to stick to your commitment to exercise. On the next podcast, we are going to talk about setting up your environment for success. So we will touch more on all the things that external things that affect your success. But right now I have one last assignment for you. I want you to go find a notebook or a binder that you can use as a fitness journal. You can print off the journal pages that you'll find in the booties and burpees challenge I'm going to give you some journal pages, kind of like a little workbook that you can use as you go through this challenge. Or you can start with a clean slate, uh, just notebook paper or a notebook, um, a cute notebook that you like, whatever will motivate you to write in this thing and use it. I don't care what you use, but the idea is you're going to come up with something that is fun and inspiring for you. And in this journal, You are going to track your workouts, write down what you did each day, how you're feeling, record any interesting details about your day or your motivation level. This notebook is going to be an important piece of your training because you're going to use it to stay motivated and it will be one of the tools we're going to use to get you back on track should you have a little lack of motivation. Now, that's probably not going to happen to you, right? Because we are going to stick with this. But if it does happen, this journal is going to be one of those tools we use. To recap our main points from today, big challenges can be scary and that's normal. 
Just know that going in. Two, the words we tell ourselves matter. Tell yourself you believe in yourself, that you're going to be successful, that you're excited for your workout. Erase, eliminate those negative thoughts. Think, focus on the positives. Know that you are going to be successful. Number three, your environment, the people, places, and things that you have in your life all play a role in your success or your lack of success. And we're going to touch more on this one next week. Number four, sleep is important. Don't give up your sleep to exercise. Number five, figure out where you'll make time in your day to exercise. Come up with a plan. That is a big piece of being successful is knowing how you're going to make it work, not coming up with excuses for why it won't work. And the last one, number six, start a fitness journal. Round up those supplies, a notebook, a binder, some markers. Maybe you go to your craft store and buy some cute fitness stickers. They actually make those in the sticker sections now, some awesome stickers. Or maybe you go with gold stars or cute. If you're an artist, maybe you draw some artwork, whatever it is. Start that fitness journal and come up, come up with pieces that will help keep you inspired and excited to keep writing in it. And we're going to talk more about just the journal in another episode. If you haven't already, head over to crushingmygoals.com and sign up for booties and burpees. If you're a runner who starts, who plans to start training for a 5K, a half marathon, or full marathon after the holidays, this is perfect for you too. Because we will get started on the mobility training and core strengthening and work on some exercises to help you avoid the types of muscle imbalances that hurt runners and keep you sidelined. Because the best way to keep making progress is to keep building on that momentum. If you get hurt, you're sidelined, right? So let's start now working on all of the little things that will keep you healthy so that you can get to your race day. Next, I want you to listen again next week for the steps on putting your fitness routine together and staying on track through the holidays. We're going to talk about environment next week. And since this is Thanksgiving week, I want to tell you all that I am so thankful that you spend time with me each week. I'm thankful for my family and my friends and all of you who tune in and listen to me as I talk about my favorite health and fitness topics. Everybody have a great Happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.